Welcome to the Conscious Christian Conversations podcast. I'm Tanya. And I'm Kyleen. We are two spunky Christians with diverse backgrounds and life experiences who want to encourage each other and you listening to challenge your subconscious beliefs. Each episode, the two of us will be having a conversation around a specific topic that we may or may not have different perspectives on. If you haven't already, please listen to episode one to learn what we are all about. Without further ado, here is today's episode. This episode is all about what I call woo. And to me, that means all things that tap into the energetic and spiritual bodies and or are separate from our physical body. I believe that as Christians, we all too often ignore the spiritual side and feel way too comfortable in the physical. And in many ways, we are actually taught to suppress or ignore the spiritual, which in my mind contradicts who we are designed to be. So let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about energy and woo. Energy and woo and astrology and crystals and some mm-hmm. of those things. And so tell me, tell me what you think about using those as a Christian. Like, is that okay? Is that strictly forbidden? I mean, there's definitely a couple passages in there that talk about, you know, not, not doing mad and, you know, not, what is it magic and, oh shoot, I should have looked up that passage. You remember the, what I'm talking about? Alt and witchcraft and mediums and stuff like yeah, that. Right. Yeah, right. So, okay, so here are my thoughts on it. So we're talking about woo, we're talking about energy. Uh, Okay, so I separate things into, I guess, different categories. So my general thought on this is that anything that is part of the earth that is um, part of creation cannot be inherently bad and can be used for good or bad Mm -hmm. um so So like an example would be like the crystals like amethyst has the quote-unquote power to do whatever but the amethyst itself is well i don't think anything holds power i think things hold energy and frequency just like we are beings of energy frequency and light like if you look on us on the frequency level and an energy level and a light level on a molecular level you're going to see all of this um, vibration, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that happens in anything that is created in crystals and rocks. And so I don't think there's power or magic necessarily. I think they just um, like grounding, like putting your feet on the ground, you, you um, have health benefits from that. I do think that crystals and things like that, um, that are literally part of earth, I kind of think of it as like tree hugging, which is like a science proven thing to help your, right? right. Like, you put your feet in the ocean and you're getting like the best grounding of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, You're earthing, you're connecting to the earth, you're resetting your circadian rhythm. Those negative ions that have a positive inflammation, you're going to get better sleep from it, all these things. So I do think there's potential for stuff like crystals to have some level of interaction with our body on like a physiological, like science level. And I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. I don't think there's anything inherently bad with that. And I think, you know, people say, okay, well, choose your crystal. You're going to know which one, right, vibes with you. That mm-hmm. could be just like a literally a frequency energy thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm craving pineapple today. Well, why would your body crave pineapple? Well, maybe it's because of the specific nutrients or, you know, like. Totally. So, but like within the Christian community, I think, I think what happens is we lump a lot of things that we don't understand into things that are bad. And I I feel like that really actually puts us at a disadvantage in the world because then to me, it's like um, the idea of labeling something witchcraft 
400 years ago because someone used an herbal remedy and they got rid of someone's cold. Right. right. Yeah. Or, right. And um, it's like this lack of understanding. And I think as Christians, we actually should be like the most in tune with something that is frequency that is energy that is part of creation that isn't anything that God created like I said I don't believe is inherently evil um now it can be used for different purposes good or bad I think there are situations where that's possible like yoga is a good example of this so a lot of Christians are like and I think I think many denominations and and over the past generation or so I think this has become less and less and less and less but you know 20 years ago or 30 years ago in our parents' generation, yoga was like, oh, that's like worshiping the devil, right? Right. Well, my mind, it blows my mind. So where does that come from though? It comes from the fact that that was something that was created or established as part of like an Eastern culture, mm-hmm. right? There was some religion associated with it. There was some spirituality associated you would do some of the positions facing a certain direction because right. yeah yeah well you're you there's like the heart opening and ooh, what are you opening up your heart to you know there's all these um different there there is and there's no way to deny this because it's true spirituality associated with it in certain cultures or certain mm-hmm. beliefs and um but it also has to do with moving your body in a certain way that moves energy through your body and so um i think a lot of times with really western conservative uh christian culture they look at that and go well you know don't do anything that has the appearance of evil well this can be used for this therefore it is evil therefore we can't do it at all we can't use it versus realizing that when we live in the world absolutely there are things that other cultures and other religions that that have legitimate benefits right like traditional chinese medicine i'm sure that there are spiritual beliefs behind that does that mean that herb is not going to help you no (laughs) right um acupuncture i'm sure that there is some sort of spiritual belief behind chi right and the energy that it moves does that mean if you go to the acupuncturist you're worshiping some other deity when you do it or you know believing in something other than no so i think everything can be used and you can take pieces that are beneficial for life and humanity that are just based in things like flexibility like movement of energy because we know that that exists we know that that is true in utilizing frequencies when we are um engaging in nature we are absorbing and sharing different frequencies and you know people talk about the frequency of our body when it is high or low and impacting our immune system and our our ability to um fight disease or ease of getting sick right Mm -hmm. and the food we eat if the fresher it is the higher the frequency the healthier it is for us the more processed it is the lower the frequency the more it impacts us in a negative way and causes inflammation right so i do think that things like crystals like yoga like things like maybe even Reiki, like that would be a super um, controversial one. I think that people would argue is very spiritual and to stay away from, but I don't think any of those are inherently bad. I think it's Mm -hmm. how you view them, what your intention is and what you use them for. I don't think if you do down the dog that you're worshiping the devil, (laughs) stretching my hamstrings and 
And there actually are people that do um, what they call Christian yoga. So they take the poses mm-hmm. and they actually do add spirituality back in with a Christian perspective. So I do think, again, I think all these things can be used. You can use it to worship something that's not who we believe God is. You can use it to engage in spirituality that we would disagree with. And you can also use it completely new, like neutral, no spirituality whatsoever. I'm just using this to stretch my hamstrings. And you can actually um, use it as a meditative practice and bring in scripture. So I think there's a lot there that can be done either good, neutral or bad. Yeah, I think I definitely would agree with you. I think that it's the way in which we're using it. So if we're, um, for example, I know, I know somebody who was struggling, they were there, they were Christian um, and they were struggling with some health stuff and they kind of started, you know, they had read about some of these crystals and some of the things that they could use to kind of help augment healing. And so they started kind of experimenting with that. Um, and then what they ended up finding was that like, they started becoming dependent on their crystals and turning to their crystals and not like checking in with God, essentially, like not praying and kind of drifting away. And he finally realized I'm using these crystals in place of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he realized like, in a sense, he wouldn't say that he was worshiping those crystals per se, but he was utilizing them in a way that was not spiritually sound. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, I had to get rid of them. Like, I don't think it's good. And now he won't have anything to do with them. And I'm like, well, but it's, it's just the way, like the importance you attach to it. If you're using it with the understanding, like if you pray with those crystals and you feel like that helps you to connect to God, like I love sitting outside in nature. That's the number one place that I feel connected to God. And so I don't think that there's anything different in having a piece of that in my house and sitting with it while I'm praying, if that helps me to connect to him. But if I'm using it simply as a tool on its own, and it's turning me away from my prayer and more towards relying on the crystals, that's where I think it becomes problematic because in a sense, then it becomes an idol, right? And then we start to turn to the crystals instead of to, to Jesus. And so I think that's where, I mean, I think, yeah, you're, it's, it's a matter of, okay, are you recognizing that? Okay. If this helps me, it's helping me because it's something that God created and it's a right. tool offered us Yes, and recognizing that that's what, what it's coming through as opposed to saying, oh, it's this inanimate object, right? That's like, it's, oh, well, you Right, know. exactly. And I think that why it's written there in the Bible for us is because it is easy to slip into that unintentionally and not recognize that it's pulling you away from your relationship with, with God. And so I think he brings our attention to it biblically to be like, hey, make sure that when you're utilizing these tools that they don't become a replacement for me you know? So, okay. So here's what I think about what scripture, what scripture says is like that. Okay. Um, so it, this is where I think we get it wrong as Christians. We so want to do what the Bible says to avoid witchcraft and mediums and, and, and all the, and idols and all this kind of stuff that we just throw the baby out with the bathwater. And we're like, mm. well, you can't use any of this stuff because some people use it this way. Right. Right. And, and versus what I think is like totally applicable for today's society is people are witches like it is a real thing like they are there are satan worshipers and satan Mm -hmm. and they call themselves witches and witchcraft and all this kind of stuff like it exists today Mm -hmm. and that is i i think in today's society a hundred percent what the bible is talking about this is in this is where i think so 
people will actually say like, oh, you might not be dab, you might be dabbling in the occult and not know it because you have a crystal in your house. I'm sorry, no. If you're yeah. dabbling in the occult, you know it. You, you know it, exactly, <laughs> the intention. Yes, there is intention. And the other, the, the other part to that, that may be a little nuanced and is worth mentioning is separate from dabbling in the occult, because I do believe that that is totally obvious. obvious. And in today's culture, again, that would be totally obvious. You're not worshiping Satan accidentally. You're not, you know, but the thing that I do think is a little more nuanced is inviting those things in, opening. Yes. I was just going to ask you what you think about like the Ouija boards and stuff like that, where it's like, it's a game, right? But is it really a game? Like what, what's your take on, on that? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I have an official answer for that because I okay. mean, working that's made in a factory, yeah, it has no inherent power in and of itself. However, I personally would never play one because I yep. very strongly believe in the existence of the spiritual world mm -hmm. and the ability to cross the spiritual barrier that we are not supposed to cross in that way. So I'll just like share a little story. When I was in junior high, um, we were, it was like a girl's slumber party and we brought, somebody brought out the Ouija board. It was the first time and the last time I will say that I ever did it. Um, and everyone's like, oh, this is going to be so fun. And I, there was such, I don't know. It was the weirdest experience. Like there was such a feeling of like fear and anxiety and, um, like evil like I felt like there was something evil that we were playing with and I'm like okay I like we have to be done with this everybody got freaked out we threw the board across the room and I have never ever touched it since then so I don't know what to say about that maybe it was just a young girl's hyperactive imagination or was there really something going on there I don't know but here's the other aspect of this and this is where it comes into opening the door where you're not maybe doing something intentionally, but there's a possibility that you get exposed to something. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that, you know, okay, so we believe that in God and in angels. Well, I also believe in demons and the devil mm -hmm. and that demons roam the earth, right? And we right. have the Holy Spirit that tries to, or when we are Christians, prompts us from within, but when we're non-Christians, the Holy Spirit works on earth to kind of prompt people, you know, right. in the right direction. Well, we also have demons that do the opposite. And I, I really, I am probably too aware, um, I, you know, of the spiritual world. Like it is so, so real. And um, so the thing with that is that demons can actually be, I don't know, like be in, but follow objects. So for me with that situation, could it be your imagination? Absolutely. Could it have been though? I mean, like who's making Ouija boards? Yeah. You know, and what sort of environment is that? What is the intention behind that? What is being, what is it being exposed to? And then, you know, if you, for example, move into somebody's house or if you go to a hotel room, like, are you praying over that? Because you don't know what has been there. You don't know what spirits, mm. what spirituality, what environment is there. And demons can stick around. They can be in objects. They can be in all this kind of stuff, right? They can come into your house because someone gifted you something that was used for something that you would not agree with. Hmm. So I do think that that's possible, um, but I also think that we just have to be careful in throwing everything into that pile. Right. No, I agree with you there. I think that, I think, I mean, God knows our hearts, right? So if we're using it in a negative way, um, that's one thing. If it's just a benign, like I, I look up and I see four different crystals sitting on my, like, I love them. They're, they're beautiful. I like holding them. They make me feel calm but I definitely don't worship them. So it's like my intention is 
I am very appreciative of this beauty that God has provided that gets to sit in my, in my desk or, you know, whatever that I can hold. And it's something that I feel connected to him with versus, you know, so again, I think he knows our heart and I a hundred percent agree with you that it's, it's the intention. Um, and we can't lump it all together and throw it out saying it's biblically unsound. Right. So the other thing I think is very, very clear in the Bible is, um, the use of oracles or mediums. So anything that has future prediction or talking to the dead. So again, things like the occult, things like um, tarot cards or fortune telling or palm reading or media. Now, I, I even think you can split hairs a little bit there uh, because I think there's some that's like totally fake, right? And, yeah. um, but but a, a Christian that's really concerned about it probably isn't going to dabble in any of that at all. Right. Right. Um, now, if you have a, a, a thing of tarot cards and you pick one up and you look at it, like, does that mean that you're dabbling in the occult? Right. I think how you use it. Oh, I think significantly it's how you use it. Like I went to a, a conference one time and there was like some tarot cards out there and I looked at it I was like, oh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, I mean, or if you get the death card and you're like, and then you start living in fear that, oh my gosh, my death is imminent. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's not but, an appropriate way to use it. So I think there are things that are, okay, this can be used that way and, and maybe is more likely to be right. And then there is like the real actual use of it. Like there's a hunt, you're hundred percent sure. And that's things like, I, I, I know that mediums are real. I know that, um, these are people that are, they always say talking to spirit. Well, mm -hmm. what spirit do you what think? Spirits, that yeah. And what spirit is guiding you? Right. So, your... um, that is something that I would never personally dabble in just because I think to me, that is very clear. Um, well, see, here's the thing, like we have the Holy spirit within us or we have access to it. So if you accept Jesus, the Holy spirit comes and dwells in you. Right. So that's a gift that he's given. We don't need somebody else to tell us what a spirit is telling. Like we get it directly in us if we accept Jesus as our savior. So why do we need a second per a second person, like an outside body to tell us something, right? Like that's not going to be the spirit. That's not going to be God's. What would you say if someone said the spirit that's they're working through is the Holy Spirit? And that's great. But I, why wouldn't I just tap into the Holy Spirit myself? Like, why do I need that person to tell me what the Holy Spirit is telling them to tell me? My question is, do you think there, do you think that it's possible that a medium could be working with the Holy Spirit? Do you think that's possible or do you think oh, that sure. any medium be, so here's the thing. I don't think that we can. I don't know that we can actually communicate with the dead, the dead, dead. I okay. Think so I, so this is an interesting topic of conversation. I want to come back to it, but I have a question that I want to ask you. So let's remember that. But, um, so one thing that I, so what keeps kind of coming up to, uh, coming up for me when we're kind of talking about this is when you, oh, I just lost it. Wait, give me a minute. No, it was a really important question. I, my brain <laughs> forgot it. <laughs> talking to the dead? No, it had to do with the Holy Spirit. Ooh, prophets. Okay. So go ahead. In the Old Testament, um, they spoke to Samuel and Samuel was dead, dead. And it was the spirit of Samuel. So it's like, okay, it, that was, I think, a medium in the Old Testament doing that. 
So, and there was no indication that it was not the actual spirit of Samuel. So was that a special case scenario or, you know, what was the deal there? I don't actually know. Well, so that's what I want to clarify for you is when you say mediums, can the mediums be speaking through the Holy Spirit? Like, I would argue that that is the gift of prophecy. And, and it's very clearly outlined in multiple places in the New Testament that that is one of the gifts of the Spirit is prophecy. So how do you know, like they might call themselves a medium, which is, I don't think an accurate representation because medium is associated with the occult, but you could absolutely have someone who has the gift of prophecy. How would being like, I don't see how that would be the gift of prophecy. No, no, but because that's what, that's why the word medium is not an appropriate title. But like, my point is maybe it's someone who calls themselves a medium who actually is speaking through, like the Holy Spirit is speaking through them. They totally have the gift of prophecy, but it's misunderstood because they call themselves a medium. You see what I'm saying? It's like the title is incorrect. They're actually, you know, prophesying through the Holy Spirit. And, you know, then there's, of course, the interpretations and things. I think that would be a different conversation on on what our interpretations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit would be, what we believe prophecy would be. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, then we're putting that on our list to discuss then. (laughs) I don't know that it would show up in that way to have that confused like that. If that makes sense. So you're saying that if it's clearly a Christian who's communicating to with the Holy Spirit, they're not going to call themselves the medium. They're going to say, the Holy Spirit told me X, Y, and Z. Is that what you're saying? I would think so, because a lot of yeah, times- Yeah, that does make sense. Because a lot of times with mediums, it's not just talking to the Spirit. It's talking, it's getting information about people that have passed, right? It's a connection to the other world, to people that have- been on like loved ones right there's a well I guess I guess maybe I'm using medium incorrectly what I'm what I'm talking about is like fortune tellers who like consult the spirits to tell your fortune right to essentially prophecy what's going to happen in your life so that's what I guess that's what I was talking I think we have to probably um I don't think anyone can prophesy what can happen in your life so I don't even think gift I I don't I don't think I would even interpret the gift of prophecy like that Hmm. Of, of mm-hmm. telling because I, okay. I we have to have this conversation yeah, because but, I also <laughs> think that's super clear in the bible that oracles and future telling is a no-no so I don't think that that would be a gift of the holy spirit is future telling in any well way. I would somewhat disagree with you because I've had that happen to me like he's actually laid out some things for me that have come true in the time that they said it doesn't happen often but twice he's uh, essentially it's I been a prophecy examples. Tanya? Well, okay. So uh, the the one that, so the one that kind of comes to mind first is um, my brother. He's in his early forties. He's wanted a wife, get married, but he was a professional athlete for many years. And then when his career was over, you know, he's already in his mid thirties and life just kind of led him down that path. And then it's harder to, you know, find a person as you're older. Anyway, so that's the background story. He really wants, wants a family, wanted a family. And, um, so he would, you know, he knows I, 
I, I speak like God speaks to me in words. So when I ask him a question, he does, it's not always something I understand, but I hear him speaking to me. And so my brother doesn't hear that. He gets feelings or whatever. He's like, I don't know how to interpret that. So he always asks me to pray. And he's like, just, you know, pray that, that I'll find uh, somebody. Anyway, fast forward, um, God told me at this specific time that he would find his future wife like hundred percent certain, like he's got a wife in, in mind for Brad, my brother. And so, um, so I told Brad that, and this was like two years prior to him doing it, but it was more vague. It was kind of like, a he already knows her, but this is who, it, you know, he's going to marry her. And I'm like, okay, well, who is it? I wasn't told that part. I told my brother and he's like, well, that's great. Is it the coffee shop girl down the street? Like who? So I'm like, I don't know. I can't tell you. Well, anyway, fast forward to a time where he met his current girlfriend. Um, she, uh, she, when my brother told me about it, and, and this was the first time they had ever really interacted, like he had known her through his track circles, through his, his um, event circles. So he knew, knew her. He had met her a couple of times. They never really interacted. When he went out and he happened to meet her by chance at a meet, in the hotel lobby and they sat and had, you know, breakfast for like an hour. And when he told me that story, God said, this is his wife. And I'm like, oh, so like he will marry her within this period of time. Well, hopefully this airs after he's proposed, but he is now preparing to propose to this woman. So wow. it's like, I knew from the very moment before I even met her that this was my future sister-in-law because God told me that, like he told me that. So to me, that is, future telling of Brad like I told my mom like don't tell anybody else but this is Brad's future wife so like she was because I don't get I don't get it in that way so how do you determine what you think is God's voice versus like gut instinct or your own yeah. that that's hard and and so I was actually just reading in first Peter about this that the well actually Maybe it was in first Corinthians. It had referred me anyway. It was somewhere in the new Testament where it was talking about the gift of prophecy. And it was talking about how prophecy can be, um, let's see, how, how is it phrased? Prophecy can be misinterpreted. So like we humans misunderstand what God's telling me or telling us, and there can be an incorrect prophecy. And I'm like, well, then it's not really a prophecy. So how do you know? And so what Peter was saying is that, or actually it was Paul was saying, you have to test the prophecy. And I'm like, well, how do you do that? Like, I don't, I don't know, because that's a question that I've had. And I'm like, okay. And some of those things have come true that he shared with me, but some of them that I thought were from him were not like it wasn't. And so it was clearly not. So I'm like, okay, I'm somewhat confused about that. Like, so I feel like I've had moments of the gift of prophecy that have come true but they don't feel any different than the times that I feel like he's telling me something that have not come true. And so I'm like, well, how do you test it? And basically what it said was that you share it with other Christians. And if it's true, like the Holy Spirit will confirm it within them. So that's how you test the, a prophecy to see if it's true or not. So that's not something I've ever done. I've never actually come forward to somebody else to say, hey, what do you think about that? Because I didn't know that's something we were supposed to do. So that's a really long-winded way of saying, I don't know. I, I really don't know how to know when it's actually him giving me information, except that with Brad's situation, like I knew, like 
I just knew in my heart, like this is, I just, it wasn't a matter of, do I like her? Do I not? It's like, this is my future sister-in-law. So I better figure out how to like her. And she's very lovable. So it was super easy, but you know, it was just like, I knew it, it, he just planted that there. So I don't know. So going back to what you said about like Reiki, uh, I was curious what your opinion is on opening up to, so like when we first met back in October, we had that conversation about um, energy work and the fact like we've both have had energy work done, but we were also wondering like, what are we opening ourselves up to when you go to a practitioner who's engaged in energy or spiritual work, uh, like physical hands-on touching and what kind of um, spirits, I guess, if you will, are being introduced into our body from that other person? Like, what are your thoughts on, is that possible? First of all, as a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit. You can't have another spirit indwell you. So you're not going to be introduced. Your body's not going to be introduced to another spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't think there's any danger there. Because once you have a spirit, like, that's it. You can't be, like, physically possessed by um, anything other than that. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, can we be influenced or or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know. Okay, what about somebody who's not Christian, who doesn't doesn't have the Holy Spirit in them? Can they have things introduced by other people, do you think? Introduced? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. how do I word this? I don't know that you can be physically possessed, like as you, as it is represented in the old Testament. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know what I feel about that either. I've had people tell me that they, they totally believe in it and they've seen it happen. You can absolutely be influenced. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That (laughs) I agree with. So when it comes to things like energy work, I, I think that goes back to kind of what we were talking about in the beginning. It can be good. It can be neutral. It can be possibly negative. Mm-hmm. And I think that depends on who you are and, and maybe who your practitioner is and what they believe in things like that. Um, you know, <clears throat> so I, I don't a hundred percent know the answer to this. I don't know. I don't know that anybody does, but yeah. I'm not sure that it's um, as easy as people think it is to get involved in evil stuff yeah um so I think there's a lot more neutrality out there than anything I think that then depending on the practitioner there can be a lot of good and maybe some evil I think most people that are dealing in that stuff are fairly neutral yeah um now this is a really nuanced though because there's a lot of directions you can go with like well, if you're neutral, does that mean that you're also open to being influenced by different things because you don't have a strong belief one way or the other that something is right or wrong, you know, um, versus if you really believe that something is wrong, you're going to avoid it at all, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so there's a lot in there. I think if you're concerned about it, you have a conversation with the practitioner about what they believe. And a lot of times they're like, it's just energy and there's no spirituality involved. And yeah, neutral and um you know I do and that's the other thing too I think there's so much nuance and layers within this I really do think that there is just energy like there's energy that flows in our body like it just is I don't think you need spiritual involvement for that to be true now obviously I believe that um 
you know, it's there because God created it. So there's spirituality within the way I believe that it even exists, but in terms of utilizing it or recognizing it or working with it therapeutically, I don't necessarily know that that needs a spiritual context, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I would, I would agree with you. Like, I don't, I think that if you like people who go in and they have hands-on regardless of in what manner it is, you know, when you don't jive with somebody, like you just get that feeling like I didn't like them. I'm not going back. So I don't think there's any concern in my opinion, there's no concern from like an energy worker, or even if they call themselves a spiritual, you know, worker or whatever, I've heard different titles for things. I think that when you go in, like, you'll know, you just know. And so and like you said, like the Holy Spirit, for those of us who are Christians and have the Holy Spirit within us, like you're going to know when something isn't right. But I would 100% agree with you that I don't know of any, I have never in my life met any practitioner who had any kind of evil intent. So I don't think there's any concern about, about that. But I have had that question brought up to me. And I was just curious what your take was on, on whether or not it's acceptable as a Christian to have energy work done. And I definitely know a lot of people don't think it's okay, but some of the best massages I've ever had were with people who also did energy work. Mm-hmm. And some of that happened when I was going through chemo and my body was just like super weak from cancer and all this kind of stuff. And well, from the treatment. And, uh, I remember one particular time I told her, I was like, Oh my gosh, I just felt like I was melting into the bed. Mm. And she was like, I did some energy work on you today. Ah. It was amazing. It was like the best and she was so cool. She would be like, oh, your chi is like so good. It's like so strong today. I'm like, so, you know, I was, I was always like waiting for the feedback. Like, where's my energy at? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I found that so fascinating and never did it feel dark or uncomfortable mm-hmm. or weird in any way. And I definitely get um, promptings like that. Like if mm-hmm. I feel like something is not right or is uncomfortable or goes against like what, you know. I will def I definitely get very strong indications of that personally. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then never, ever, ever did I feel like that was weird in any way. It was some of the most magical, yeah, relaxing massages I've ever had in my life. Yeah, and I think that's totally okay. I don't think there's anything that says in the Bible that you can't have an awesome, energy-induced massage. <laughs> I mean, there's people that do massage that um, involve energy and trauma work mm-hmm. too, and helping your body release trauma by moving energy and like by doing massage, like your trauma and emotions get stuck in different muscles and different organs. And so right. when they are really skilled in this, they can actually help your body release trauma out of these mm-hmm. parts of your body. You might be crying on the table and release yeah. stuck points, which is just absolutely fascinating, you know, and that. I feel like it's part of growth. It's part of healing. It's part of using the tools that are available. And I think all of those are things that God provides. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think God gave people that go into that line of work, a gift. I mean, a gift of healing, right? Like that is one of the spiritual gifts that we get is the gift of healing. And I think there are a lot of people that have that. And if you don't believe in energy work or, or allowing somebody to, to do that, like you're in effect denying a spiritual gift that's God give God has given to us on earth. That's one of the things that we're blessed with. And to say that you can't engage in that, or that's not biblical, I think is in essence, rejecting a, a tool, something that he's given us as a gift, because it states right in the Bible that there are people that are blessed with the gift of healing. And I think that energy work falls within that realm of the, the spirit blessing 
humanity using it for good to help us physically with healing and stuff. So I would certainly agree that would fall underneath that. I guess my question within that would be, what about people that um, are outside of the faith that are still healers? Mm -hmm. Not that the ability to heal doesn't, it like only falls within believers. Like Christian, right. Um, I don't know. Can the Holy or would the Holy Spirit provide a gift to someone who has not that's not, he's not indwelling within them. So someone who isn't, would that be a Holy spirit gift? I don't know. Mm, some food for thought. That is the food for thought. My around that is that no, it's, they are, they are different things. Um, I would I, think so too. Not so, like you said, though, not saying that they don't have a gift of healing, absolutely. but it's just not imbued by the Holy spirit. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think there may be something like, a, it's almost like a, like a different layer or something different that comes from that. Mm, that'd be um, interesting. I wonder if there is, if there's any difference. Hmm, I don't know, something to ponder. So anyone who's listening to this, if you have any thoughts, we're open to hearing what you have to say about that because- We don't know uh, at all. Know yeah, learning. no. Yeah, I definitely don't know what to say about that. So that'd be, that's interesting to think about. We're not teaching, we're not preaching, we're just having a conversation and we want you to be involved. So if you have any thoughts on what we talked about today on energy and woo and all of those things, we'd love to have you leave us a comment. And if you have any scripture that supports a different view than what we shared, we'd love to have you share that with us as well. We're always looking to strengthen and improve our own understanding of scripture. Be sure to tune in next week when we're talking about faith versus works. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our mission on this podcast is to probe topics within the Christian faith to ensure that what we believe is in alignment with scripture and that we understand why we believe what we do. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to leave a five-star review and share it with a friend. Did this topic challenge your belief? Did we give you a new perspective? Or did it solidify what you already knew to be true? Leave us a comment and tell us your thoughts. We can't wait to hear from you.